And now, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio. Where the fuck is Trump? Head the deck. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Because if we ever do, yo, TV, pop the trunk. Because we make a pop the trunk and hit the sweep. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me your bo-bo, Happy Monday. Welcome to Jalen and Jacoby. We have a very special co-host today. Yeah. Shanae Gumake is here in the building. In the building. Back again. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the show. We have a lot to discuss today. We'll be talking about the Suns actually beating the Warriors last night. Not fake news. Nope. We'll be breaking down the Celtics. Who We spent all last week talking about how terrible the Celtics were and how they're going to fall apart and Kyrie Irving's going to leave. And guess what? They've actually been winning basketball games and looking good doing it. Actual factual. And the Lakers, just more bad news from Los Angeles. Um, every time you're on the show, I spend at least 10 minutes practicing how to say your name. We've learned that it's actually much harder yeah, I'm, Chanae is supposedly like the easy version of my name. What's your full, full People name? People think Shanae. And I'm like, no, it's like your face, Chin, Chinay. And my big sister, I always say it's Chinay and Neka. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's easy, but a lot of people think Shane. But my real name is Chinengia Joy Nena Ogumike. Say it again, please. Chinengia Joy Nena Ogumike. Chinengia Joy Nena Ogumike. Try it. Chinengia Joy Nena Ogumike. Chinengia Joy Nena Ogumike. Nena. All right, I'm not going to get it right. Let's move on. Chinengia. You should call me that for the rest of the show. Chinengia. Chinengia. What's good? I went to sleep. Oh. When I did. Okay. The Warriors had a comfortable lead over the Suns. <laughs> 27 to oh, 11. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're comfortable. That's probably lead. when you fell asleep. No, so I was like, you know what? There's no reason for me to stay up and watch this game. This is going to be no big deal. <laughs> well, guess what? Things changed in the second half, and Devin Booker took over. Because he's in Phoenix, sometimes people forget about Devin Booker, you know, but he had, I think, a 16 in the fourth quarter, and there was just, there was just a lot to this game beyond just the Warriors losing. They lost to the Suns. They're now four and six in their last 10 games. Here's my question. Are there real vulnerabilities with the Warriors? Are there real problems with the Warriors? Or are they just bored? The Warriors are going through a little bit of both. They're mm. bored. We talked to Nick Friedle, the ESPN Warriors reporter yesterday. Um, I host the NBA Insiders on ESPN Radio every Sunday. Great plug. And he was there at halftime saying like, y'all, these, this team is so bored right now. They don't feel, even feel like they want to be here. And then that's what happens when you take teams for granted. They sneak up on you. You mm-hmm. can't foresee that Kevin Durant tweaks his right ankle in the fourth quarter. Nope. And I understand and Clay is just coming back, but there's no excuse for a Warriors team, even without KD. To lose to the Phoenix Suns, like, come on now. But you got to shout out this team because a lot of teams at this point would probably not play with maximum effort, especially if they're going up against the Warriors. They played hard. And Kelly Oubre has brought some I, good I, life I, I to this like, squad. Before, we'll get to the Warriors in a second, but I just want to say, like, Wave Poppy. I'm, I'm kind of in on the Suns. Booker, per, you know, obviously we know what he is. Aiden, first year, looks good. And Oubre has just re, really sort of like re-energized his career there. They're targeting Rogier, I heard, in the offseason. Then you're like, you've got four solid starters. They need a power forward, but like they've got a nice little nucleus there. So if you're in Phoenix, there's more to be excited about than just beating the Warriors. Absolutely, and getting a high draft pick. But it's mm-hmm. interesting, not too long ago, do you remember a guy by the name of LeVar Ball said, hey, if anyone's trying to get trading my son, I want him to go to Phoenix. Yeah. Why Phoenix? Now but it makes I think, sense. Now it makes a little yeah, bit of sense yeah. because what? It'd be nice for Lonzo to throw some dimes to not only Devin Booker, who will give him assists, but also to the big guys, you know, DeAndre Ayton in the paint. So you look at the Suns team, they played hard. They did everything right, and it was nice for them to sort of bow out their season with a nice win against the Warriors. Now, when you think about the Warriors, a lot of people are like, oh, are they vulnerable? I've been saying they're vulnerable since the beginning of the year, especially with how Draymond Green has been playing. And it's yes. been unfortunate. A lot of people say, oh, he only gives you 7-7-7, seven, seven, and seven, but he also does a lot of, he's like number one all-league non-stat sheet. Yeah. Right, switching on defense, get you know, blocking shots, picks. picks. Like he's the only player in the association that is not guarded, guarded on the block, but somehow delivers the perfect pass to shooters to knock down the ball. Right, he does, and he also does a lot of like Mike Singletary pointing at people. Like he does a lot of pointing, like you go over there, you go over here. He's a quarterback. Yes, he does a lot of that, and I I love everything he does. But um, 
not sure Steve Kerr feels the same way. Yeah. Because you know when um when athletes talk now, they always cover their mouths and they mm-hmm. like put they, their, they put their jersey yeah, over their mouth. Mm-hmm. Wait, should we both yeah. do it? Let's do it right yeah. now. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> yeah. Do, we're doing like this and we'll <laughs> now we'll look at Steve Kerr and we'll learn exactly why all athletes talk like this. I'm now. pretty sure Steve Kerr now, all the coaches are gonna be talking like this on the sidelines because yep. they're like, I just got played. But you yes. know, he what he allegedly said was that Well we will see it right now. Okay. This is going to break and you know how the coaches do their own little thing first before they go talk to the players. I'm so bleeping tired of Draymond's bleep. And Draymond was a little upset. <laughs> he was a little upset during the huddle as I'm well. upset. One of the worst diss tracks of all time. But I love Drake. True. Moving on. Is this something you know, you play in, in WNBA? You've been you've been around basketball for a long time. Is this just normal coach player frustration, or is this sort of like an undercurrent of something that could bubble up? We've seen bubble up in the past between Draymond and Coach Kerr. I think we would like to read a lot into the situation, but let's be real here. Draymond Green is the type of player that gets on everybody's nerves, yes. but he's yeah. also the type of player that wants to win more than anybody else. So there are going to be plays, yeah. possessions where you're like, "Oh my goodness, Draymond went against my orders," right? But there are also going to be plays where he does things that other people just can't do or just won't do because he knows that he's in the league for that reason. How does Steve Kerr address this? Because in today's day and age, he knows Draymond, someone tells me that Draymond's friends and Draymond's mentions, he saw this clip. Oh, for sure. What does Steve Kerr say to him? He goes up to him and he's like, yeah, you were annoying me on that play. Yeah. And Draymond's like, yeah, you're right. And then we good. They've won championships together. Steve Kerr seems like a very level-headed person. It seems like they could get over this pretty quickly. And I think he said that they're going to address the media today after talking and hashing. I don't think it's a thing at all. He said he was going to address the media around 3 o'clock Eastern because he knows that everyone's going to watch Jalen and Jacoby with Gene. And now they're going to be cool. They're going to be chill. Like, eh, this ain't no big deal. We're going to wait until 3 because we've got to make sure that Jalen and Jacoby's over because we know that we we don't want all that attention to... Precisely. I I think it's much to do about nothing. Well... Speaking of much to do about nothing, <laughs> we spent all last week talking about the Celtics' demise. Like it seemed like we spent the last two weeks just talking about Kyrie Irving going to the Knicks. What's wrong with them? Is it Brad Stevens' fault? Is it Kyrie's fault? Is it you know Ainge? Who are they going to trade? And what's going on with Tatum? We we spent so much time talking about that, but quietly they've put together a little win streak. They've won three in a row. They were on ABC on national television against the Lakers. They handled the Lakers easily after beating the Warriors easily, and Kyrie himself. Has been playing pretty well. They're now just one game out of third place in the East. Now you're going to see Kyrie cooking. (laughs) Are the problems with the Celtics, how much of it is a media creation and how much of it is real? So everyone's talking about after their long plane ride west, the six-hour plane ride, that Mm -hmm. that was the medicine for them, right? They're forced to talk to each other, communicate. They're eating all their meals together. When you're playing at home... You check in for shoot around, you check in for the game, and then you go home to your respective people that are all amping you up, your people's people, your groups, right? Yes, yes. Like, oh yeah, you didn't get that minutes that. When you're on the road, that doesn't happen. So I think this was a good timed road trip for them, right? But when they played the Warriors, they had no choice but to be focused, especially coming off of that whole team bonding experience. Yeah, yeah. And then they're playing the Warriors, and then they they played Celtics basketball. And I say Celtics basketball because when you think about the best version of the Celtics, it's when you don't know who's going to step up. Everyone's competing, and that was a big yeah. game for them. And Gordon Hayward, what, he had about 30 points in that game? I've noticed, and this is one stat that SIG brought us, when Gordon Hayward shoots 50%, the Celtics, up until that Warriors point, are 18-2 on this year. Wow. The fact that they're moving the ball and Gordon Hayward is producing, that's true Celtics basketball. And then more impressive to me was on a back-to-back when Kyrie Irving was not playing, they won. Again, Gordon Hayward with a game winner. Mm -hmm. Then they go to L.A. where there could be a lot of distractions, and they win again. This is things trending in the right direction. That road trip, this road trip, might be the medicine. It's not the cure. Like, they're going to have to go home and deal with all of those things because they've taken some tough losses at home as well. Well, Kyrie Irving was asked after a game sort of about what has changed, and he mentioned that plane ride and the road trip. Let's listen to Kyrie. Can you tell us what changed? Because Brad said the plane right out here, that everything was just different. Uh, I did some coaching on the plane All myself. Right. I helped Brad. I helped Coach Stevens with some coaching, but um, more or less just giving our spirit, right? Uh, you know, our energy, uh, you know, just uh, I think the rigors of the season could get to you a little bit. Uh, I myself was very frustrated. Um, you know, high expectations for myself and for my teammates, and we're not being up to that standard. I'm aware it on my shoulders. I'm, I'm a very passionate guy, and the ultimate goal is to win a championship. I'm asking this honestly. I'm not playing. <laughs> He's joking when he says he coached, so did some coaching with Brad Stevens. It was right? like one of those pat on the backs, but just a joke. He was joking, he, right? He totally Honestly, like, joking. I, I was like, because I was like, wait, 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 did he say he was coaching Brad See, Stevens? See, this is what happened with Flat Earth. He's like, oh, I believe the world is flat. And everyone's yeah. like, He's serious. No, he's joking. 
He's no. just playing, right? He he just, he's playing. Okay. But I do like this because the things that went viral not only was the big one against the Warriors, but it was mm-hmm. also him against the Kings not playing but cheering his squad. I think he's realizing talk is cheap. Like, let me go and back that up and play yes. well. He missed playoff games last year. Yeah. Playoff games in the city in which he was in the city. And he's like, oh, I was rehabbing. Where he, his city, allegedly. Yeah, it's like you're rehabbing at night? When the, you didn't have the schedule, you didn't know the game was going to be at the, it was, it's it a little weird. So it is good to see him doing this. And I also see this team as a team again. Like, I don't know what's happening in the Eastern Conference. We'll discuss that later, but like, I can see this team being a really tough out in a seven game series. You don't want them Celtics problems in the playoffs yes. because they play their best when they have no choice but to play their yes. best. Yes. And they also play something called defense when they want to. And, you know, some teams are just not built. It's optional. Just, yeah, exactly. Some teams, <laughs> it's like, ah, we don't really, we don't really do much of that. And then, there's so much discussion about Kyrie Irving and what's he going to do next year and his leadership and the way he's been dealing with the media lately has not been exactly what they coach in media training in the National Basketball Association. But Marcus Morris, who's a veteran leader, he had this to say about Kyrie Irving and his role with the Celtics. He said, quote, he was asked about the resurgence. Ask that man right there, Kyrie. His energy has just taken us to another level. He's been great for us. Everybody's been talking about how he want out and all this other bleep. But he's been great for us, a great leader. I love Marcus Morris. I love them twins. I love the Morris twins. I love them twins. Same tattoo, same bank account. I'm here for that. So here's my question. (laughs) Is this one of those, like, when the coach has to come out and back their quarterback, but doesn't really back their quarterback? Like, if you have to come out and say he's a great leader, (laughs) does that mean he's a great leader? Or is Marcus Morris just trying to say he's a great leader because everyone's saying he's not? I think he means the truth here. He speaks the truth because if you ask anybody in Boston who the emotional leader of that team is, who's the voice of the locker room, it's not Kyrie, it's Marcus Morris. Mm -hmm. So if you look at what he's saying, I think he's speaking truth to power. Like, yes, Kyrie's turned a corner. He's playing unselfishly against the Warriors. He had like 18 and 11, 11 assists. It's not like one of those lopsided 36-point games, five assists. This is the type of game you want from Kyrie. You want him playing at both ends. You want him facilitating and empowering others, and that's what he's doing. And this is coming from the voice of the locker room, so I believe it. How far do the Celtics need to go in the playoffs for Kyrie to stay? I don't think it even matters. What? You're trying to say they make the finals and lose in okay, six? Okay, so if, you, if, they, if they make it to the NBA finals... I don't know, man. And they're hosting games in Boston. Let me tell you. Finals games with the finals logo on the floor. You don't think that's going to help? You're right. It'll remind him of that commercial with him and his dad. Dad and the rafters (laughs) and everything. Like, I think, I really think with all these free agents, it's just a function of how deep they go into the playoffs. Exactly. You know, with Kawhi and and with Jimmy Butler and with Kyrie. Like, not all of those guys are going to the finals, but I feel like the team that does will keep their player. I think there's been a lot of internal chemistry, cohesion type of drama happening in a lot of franchises that even though teams might go deep in the playoffs, there might be some some stuff that can't just be water under the bridge for a lot of different players. You think about Draymond Green, what mm-hmm. he's gone through, Kyrie, KD, his name being tossed around. I mean, even now we're talking LeBron James. And, what? And that's why we love the, the NBA. NBA so much. I mean, it's one of those things where you go on YouTube, and that's the problem that like Kyrie Irving and them get into. You get into that YouTube hole, and then you oh, keep yeah. going, and you're going, and going. But with space, some of this stuff... I did it, is- I did it with Game of Thrones. The last week I've spent. Are you ready? I've spent. I've spent a a. It, it's like an embarrassing amount of time watching YouTube videos about Game of Thrones. It's fine. No, I'm thinking about right now rewatching all the seasons leading up to April because I want to be prepared. I am Team Daenerys. Oh, you're, I am. Oh, you're, yes, you're, so Team where Dragon. Are you now you haven't seen them, bro. What? Are you rewatching? Do you know? Or who, do you know? Who, I am a TV connoisseur. Like oh. this is what I do. Can I, I am give a you some stand. I've learned on the internet. Sure, but yeah, I'm completely up to date. Okay, so this is spoiler alert. This is again. I don't. If you've seen the series, don't worry about. It. These are just like rumors and like internet theories and stuff. Details okay. that I've gone down. Okay, and and a lot of those theories have come to fruition. Um, like we've seen what the actual plot points are leading into this start of the season. Yes. So, like, who's related I did some to research who? On the Stark history. Okay. Is Brandon the builder who built the wall? There's some things that happen with the Starks at the wall. There's always a Stark at the wall. Yes. There's there's this this other Brandon who repeatedly, reportedly, reportedly, like I'm talking about like it's a new story, right. <laughs> who was rumored to have married basically a White Walker. No way. Yes, she was called the Knight's Queen. So there's this like Stark White Walker blood, and there might be White Walker blood in the Starks in the crypts. 
beneath Winterfell. That makes sense. When you get buried, they put an iron cross, an iron sword across the lap of the statue okay. to keep the spirit in. White Walkers don't like irons. So like there's there's a and remember Benjen? Do you remember him? Yes, Benjen of Stark? course. Yes. He's like half White Walker. Yes, the one that saved Brand. Yes, and he's a Stark. Yes. So there's like there's this theory that like there are that makes White sense. Walker blood in the Stark. Benjamin, you're right. That makes sense. And think about how many times you see scenes of them walking past the tombs or whatever that and thing so is that, under. In yeah. the trailer, they're in the so there's there's a theory that like that's the, where they the bring it full Stark, circle. The Stark lineage will will animate during the Battle of Winterfell, and I the, am the White hyped Walker Starks will kind of like come out. Let's go. Like if there's I'm a way to go out on top, it's with the Starks as half White Walkers and, and then, then dragons and then. Exactly. So then you've got John, who's like who's, half White Walker, half Targaryen, Song of Fire and Ice, blah, blah, blah. Who's going to be go. the future? We'll see. Who knows? With his aunt. Who knows? On I'm, his I'm side. Going, I've, I've gone down so many holes on this. I like that one. That one I, I am that, here that, for. That's one that, that I'm kind of like, all right, I, I can see that. Because Benjamin and like there is like in the books. I've, you read the books? I didn't read the books. I didn't read the books. But this might get a little weird. But since this is too hot for TV, I'm going to just yeah. go there. What are your thoughts on... The familial relations between Dragon Queen and John. Well, here's the thing: is the Targaryens, which D- D- Danny is, they're all about it. It's, it's true, not, if like, but, but it's, uh, there, so you're saying it's 2019 us that's like you. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, but the, the Targaryens, like, this is how we build this our family. This is how we it's roll. Like, it's, it's like Wu Tang, like it your seeds marry my seeds. That's how we keep the Targaryen money all in the family. That's why back in the day, medi- medieval times, I mean, royal families were yes. cousins and cousins yeah, this, getting like, married. So like this brother and sister. So you think that this is not going to be a big deal? Come to her. No, to, no. yeah, not to any of them. Because like, no. even in the trailer, you see them buddied up. And stuff. It's also, it's just like we, you know, like we, we got, we got like millions of zombies coming after us. From they got a dragon. Like we ain't got to worry about like right? the the wedding right now. Yeah. You know what I mean, we, <laughs> we don't have to worry about which side mom Our sits on the, the wedding. If the kids are going to yeah. be a little yeah, off, yeah, so we, we don't got to worry about that right now. We have to worry about like the impending death. That's You're right. From the the White Walkers are coming. Yeah, but like winter. But after that, here's a question: After they find out, do they still have sex? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Too hot for TV. Yeah, and yeah, I think they I think they they're do. gonna be a thing. Like it's that's like it's not about they that. Do. It's does, the fact that does Danny survived the season. I think she has to, but it seems like she's built to like be this newfound leader to be on the throne. But it's like anything that's expected then happens. The, the red wedding. Yeah, I think I would like <laughs> I would like the last scene to be the Night's King sitting on the Iron Throne. That's what I would like the, the very Night's last King? scene. Yes, really. That's Game of Thrones. That's 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 it's. It's his winter's coming. You're right. I'm always winter a- lasted for generations last time. Like That's last time true. the White Walkers came, it was like it was That's like hundreds true. of years. That's true. Not gonna be like, it's not going to be like a two day trip. This You're time. right. Like they're not going to just beat him yeah, with so a flick of a switch. He's going to sit. He's going to sit down on the on the Iron Throne. Uh, I always look for good endings. I want happy endings, no matter what. Like I always want the guy, good guys to so win and stuff Kraft. like that. Mm. I'm sorry. Man, <laughs> give the people what they want. Buying tickets to live events can be, it can be a lot nowadays. Like I used to say, you know, you used to go to the box office, you have to go to the place where the live event was and buy them ahead of time. And now there's so much, so many online sites, so many different places that are saying that they're the best place to get tickets. You're not really sure what to do. Well, guess what? I'll tell you exactly what to do. Go to SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats at the price that you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for the best value. It's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. You can search multiple ticket sites, and they grade every ticket based on value. If it's red, guess what? Don't buy that one. Bad value. If it's green, good value. If it's dark green, great value. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports to concerts to comedy to theater to everything. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It is by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I just used SeatGeek to buy tickets to the Knicks games. The Knicks games prices are getting cheaper and cheaper. No, James Dolan did not kick me out of the game and ban me for life from Madison Square Garden. That was not me, but I take my son to Knicks games and on SeatGeek is the only place that I will buy the tickets. And here's what's even better. If you download the SeatGeek app to your phone, you enter the promo code Jacoby, J-A-C-O-B-Y, do it right now. That's promo code Jacoby. You get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Chenengia. Chenengia. Antonio Brown is no longer on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It seemed like this would never end. They had a self-imposed deadline by Friday, which they blew right through, and he was still on the Steelers. He has been traded to the Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. 
Are you surprised that the Raiders were able to acquire Antonio Brown for so little? I am surprised more so that the Steelers really took a hit like this. Mm. The fact that I think they have 22 mil against their salary cap. Yep. And then AB looks like the master of it all. Like he pump faked all of us. He, he had did. no guaranteed money on his Steelers contract. Now he's got 30, 30 million, million guaranteed. guaranteed. He's winning. So this feels like, and I wanted to ask you this specifically, there's a era of player empowerment that's happening in the NBA. And it, you know, it's the shorter contracts, the free agency, the big stars are kind of controlling their destiny more than they ever had before. Could you see something similar happening in the NFL in a system that is so built for the players not to have any empowerment? I see something similar happening in the NFL, but the problem here is because of their CBA issues, and I know a lot about CBA issues because I'm in the WNBA yes. and we're negotiating a CBA. You're not right just now. in the WNBA. Vice president of the WMBPA. Boom. Big sis is the president. Nepotism. What a win. Okay, but what these NFL players, because we look at all these different leagues. The U.S. women's national team also just filed a lawsuit for pay equity. Mm -hmm. Every athlete is trying to maximize their value right now. What NFL players have to do is hold out. You think about Aaron, Aaron Donald. You think about Khalil Mack. Hold out, hold out, hold out to get paid. Yep. Think about what Antonio Brown just did. Like, he literally made us jump through so many hoops. Le'Veon Bell didn't play last year. Exactly. This is what NFL players have to do to reach their value. It's unfortunate. And it seems like Antonio Brown was the master of his own destiny in a way that was way different than we all expected from the beginning. Yes. And one thing that I found interesting about all of this is I believe that he hurt his value through some of his dealings with the media and social media. I feel like some teams were a little wary of kind of committing to him because not only did they have to give up assets to trade for him, he wanted a restructured contract like the one he got from the Raiders. Do you think that after a couple losses, maybe the Raiders don't start hot, that Antonio Brown will be back to his old ways of kind of like critiquing players and sideline outbursts and things like that? Yeah, a lot of people are saying like, hey, he got paid, he's got guaranteed no. money, no matter what happens in the game, he's going to be happy. But we all know Antonio Brown cares about, number one, what happens on the field in his production. The money is a temporary fix, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. If things start spiraling, they're losing, you probably will still still see the same antics that you saw in Pittsburgh. Well, we saw some antics across the pond in a Birmingham versus Aston Villa game. I know you were watching this one early. Are we still talking Saturday, about football? Saturday morning. We're still talking about football. Okay. Different type of football. <laughs> so this is Jack Graylish of Aston Villa. The game was played in Birmingham. This is an interesting play. You'll, you'll know why we're showing this clip when you see it. Ball goes out of bounds. Look how early it is in the game, too. It's the 10th minute of the game. Whoa! Fan comes out and just just sucker punches, cold cocks. Oh, my gosh. Jack Graylish from behind. I have a theory. What's the theory? This was in Birmingham, right? Yes. You see his hat? Do you know what that's called? No. If you watch the show Peaky Blinders. Oh, I don't watch Peaky Blinders. I watched the first episode. Got bored. There are razors in their caps. Peaky what? Blinders. And they like, that's how they get people. This looked like what? the... Peaky Blinders. The most recent manifestation of those gangsters. Peaky Blinders. Peaky, he probably had a, a gang issue right here. And this is how they settle it. Here's my question what? for you. First of all, great Peaky Blinders plug. You notice how his teammates reacted okay. with a lot of restraint. There was not a single punch thrown. They didn't. They didn't like. You know, this guy didn't get sort of like jolly stomped, and as he's they so say. proud of himself on his way out. Yes, he's kissing on the way out. Are you surprised at how restrained his teammates were in, in reaction? Yes, because when you're in the heat of the moment, and a lot of people realize that. I think Aaron Andrews realized that with Richard Sherman grabbing an athlete right off the field. Yeah, yeah. When you're in the heat of the moment. Athletes' judgment is not necessarily the best. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that these guys didn't go and try to stomp him out. But then again, I think there's a lot of society has created these pressures where you know you have consequences to your action. So I was happy that the whole squad came and sort of like gathered around him and were like, you're not going anywhere. We see what you did. But all I'm saying, I don't know. In the NBA, do you think this would have happened? Like if a fan came out, I'm pretty sure the player that got hit would have gone. Like if yes. you think about the Russell Westbrooks, of uh, course. James Talk, like, come on now. It's, it's, it was, it was a little, it was a little sort of like a, it was a, it was bad. It was bad for soccer. It was bad for the Premier How League. How did he get down there? And, well, I, he, I think he just jumped a fence. You know how close yeah, in the WNBA, close. like, you, no, you can get yeah, so close, there's no barriers in, yeah. or anything. It's true. But, um, there's a nice ending to this story. Oh, tell me how, please. Mr. Graylish ended up scoring the game winning goal. It came in the 67th minute. You know, not the most impressive goal in the world, but after being attacked by an opposing fan, 
He scored the game-winning this goal. This is why you don't lose your cool, folks. Exactly. Because better things are and there to reward you. And then what did he do? You. He jumped into the stands. Not what I would have done <laughs> no. after I was attacked. You're not you know safe I mean? there, bro. Not exactly, not exactly what I would have done if I was just attacked by the fans. But hey, he was excited. He was in the moment. The Peaky Blinders are out for you, bro. Don't do that. Him. Look out for the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> um, well, I want to just check in with you and what you've been up to lately. You know, you do a lot of great work, not just for the WNBA and your alma mater, Stanford, but you do some great work for the Entertainment Sports Programming Network. Yes. And, um, you know, you have ties with the NBA, obviously. You were down in Orlando. Orlando recently. I believe the Magic's practice facility, I want to say it was. I was. All right. Now, in heels, between the legs, NBA 3, snacking it. How many takes was that? This was one take. Uh, how, I mean, really? No, I'm serious. That's why my reaction, like, would a WNBA player normally be this excited to hit a three? No. Like, no. And even if that. it's an NBA range three. But I told my friend, I was like, hey, I'm going to shoot this. Just catch this. And I think that's why I was so happy. Like, And, I, if, and if you listen to the sound on my, my Instagram, I'm at CHINEY321. I'm like, one take wonder. Like, why? <laughs> it was so good. it was one take. It was good. I was impressed with the heels. And also, like, the NBA range is dramatically different than other shots. Yes. Like, I cannot shoot NBA threes. In, in, I don't fairness, even try. In fairness, I dribbled the ball. I took a couple like form shots, maybe like three or four in the oh, paint. Oh, oh, a little warm up. But like it was, I didn't know I was going to shoot the three. Men's ball too. Men's ball too. It was that's, a men's ball different. as well. Yeah. So this got the staff thinking. Okay. You in heels versus me in regular clothes one on one. So those heels I wore in that shot, I'll beat you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would. Those heels are yeah, my so shot. is some thick heels. So you, yeah, you got me in those. You know where you I got, got me in I those. got my training here at ESPN. So I do radio, and it finishes at 6.55, and I'm supposed to be on Sports Center, which is like almost a mile away at 7. So I've learned how to run in heels because I'm going because from one that. hit to the other. Yes, and that's terrifying. Oh, it's it's scary because they're like, where are you? Is she here? And all that yeah, stuff. And course. I see people like in screening clapping me like, go, yeah. Janae, go. <laughs> so I'm so comfortable in heels now. Now, stilettos, the only advantage I had in stilettos is I'd use it as a weapon. I'd be yeah, like, you bam, can. step yeah, on your yeah, foot yeah. and yeah, then you're, 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 you're stuck. But you probably get me in stilettos. But in those heels, if I got to pick my pair of heels... You can well, have these problems. You would definitely beat me, and it would make me sad because I'm very sensitive, but not nearly as we'll sensitive never play. We'll as never James play. Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, also the owner of Madison Square Garden, was in his building that he owns, and was watching his Knicks lose to the Kings. Of course, they lost to the Kings, and he was just exiting through a tunnel into the bowels of his own building, and he, uh, let's just see what transpired. Sell the team! Anything I should sell the team? You want to not come to any more games? Why? Yeah, that's rude. It's an opinion. Uh, no, it's not an opinion. And you know what? Enjoy watching him on TV. Him. Him. What? Bring him. Yeah, him. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. There's so much about that that I want to discuss with you. Okay. First of all. He's like, do you want to not come to any more games? The guy's like, why? He goes, that's rude. <laughs> so apparently, if you say something rude to James Dolan, you're no longer allowed to come to Knicks games. I'm just wondering, why is James Dolan holding the fan to a higher standard of commitment to the Knicks franchise than himself? I like what you did there. I like what you did there. He's like, look, I care about the Knicks. If you sell the team, the Knicks will get better. And again, like, just how do you feel generally about how James Dolan handled this? He was looking for the fight. He stopped. He could have been just like, mm, I roll, kept kept it stepping, kept yes. it moving, kept yes. it moving. But instead, he stopped, went, hung on the banister. Smiled. Smiled. That weird smile and went over his face. He could have thought about, like, what's the comeback for this? And the best thing he thought was, oh, that's rude. You yeah. Do you want to come? Do you want to not hard. come to anyone? Enjoy trying watching him on TV. Yeah, like I got power. I'm gonna inflect it. On, like, yeah. nah, bro. It was. It was. I, I really didn't like this. It was like corny. This. It was corny. And to me. I think there's this. I think that this relationship between Knicks fans and James Dolan is just so clearly fractured and broken that like he kind of needs to sell the team, but he doesn't want to sell the team because it's you know it owns an NBA basketball yeah. team. You can't force me to sell a business that I own. But then you also are controlling the narrative. By what you say, and James Dolan has said a lot recently this past year about, oh, there's rumblings here, rumblings there. I'm tired of this team, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can't expect the fans to not be happy. You know, they're they're unhappy, rightfully so. There's, you shouldn't banish a fan that bought a ticket to come to a game. No, I mean, he said three words to you. He said, sell the team. You can just keep moving. That's It's so easy for you to do. And those but aren't instead, the worst three words they could have said. You have to engage and you have to do that. So there's a lot of discussion about big name free agents coming to the Knicks. Nick clearly have opened up two spots. They traded Chris Hasporzingas, who we thought was going to be the future of the franchise. Does a free agent consider ownership when deciding whether or not to come to the Knicks? 
I don't think they consider ownership so much. I think the number one thing, if they were to come to New York, is mm -hmm. coming to New York, being quote unquote the man. Uh, the center of this opportunity to rebuild this franchise, right? Yep. But the problem is you sort of need leadership from all aspects. You need it from your coach. Yep. You need it from your front office. And yep. you need it from your players. Yep. And when there's a question mark about one of those areas, at the end of the day, these free agents are probably going to think twice before they come. There's so much discussion yep. about people coming to the Knicks. The Knicks have two open spots. Who's going to come to the Knicks? Who's going to come to the Knicks? Oh, New York City. Big market. New York City. Love the greatest city in the world, which I agree with. There's also two open spots in Brooklyn. And they have a like much better roster. They seem they seem to develop players better. They seem to be a more stable franchise. How come no one talks about players coming to the Nets the same way they do the Knicks? No, let's talk about the Nets because I had an opportunity not too long ago, maybe about a month ago, to go and speak to their team and just sort of motivate them and show them what the analytics oh, are. So for good the job. Was, Thanks, so yeah. you did that. You're the but reason for the Nets' success. Just take it. Totally not yes, the reason. Definitely the case. But I definitely think the, the culture that they're building, and Sean Marks was the one who brought me, the culture that they're building is extremely special. Like the fact that they care about how they treat treat people and how they interact with people and then how hard they play. And the best example of this, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. Mm -hmm. He left a situation where he was in the center of a desired franchise in Los Angeles. Oh, you're in LA. This is great, right? And then it backfired against him in the most 2018, 2019 way. Social yeah. media, viral on the internet. Have you heard much from him? No. He's been leading with his actions. He was an all-star. And I even heard when Anthony Hamilton sang the national anthem at All-Star. I didn't watch. I was working, unfortunately. Uh, he was crying. D'Angelo Russell was crying. He was caught up in the spirit because he knew how far he'd come. First All-Star game, yeah. That's the culture that Brooklyn has brought. Like, they've rehabilitated a player that a lot of people said, Magic Johnson included, it's over for. He's immature. If they can do that with one player, and if they're right now in prime position to be in the playoffs— why not get a free And agent? I think it's also natural for D'Angelo Russell to feel a bit of schadenfreude about what's happening with the Lakers because there's more <laughs> bad news for the Lakers. Now, they've shut down Lonzo Ball for the season. You know, I think that they, I think if they were in playoff contention, he would be playing. But now they're just like, you know what? Just work out. Get your ankle right. We're going to be good. And now there is news that Brandon Ingram has been diagnosed with deep venous thrombosis, which is essentially blood clots in his arm and his shoulder. They usually have in their legs. He had a shoulder problem that's causing him pain. So he has blood clots there. Now, the worst case scenario is a Chris Bosh thing where the, you know, the, it's potentially fatal and you, you have to go on blood the thinners. The risk is you, pulmonary you embolism. Yes, you can't play with, with blood thinners as that. So there's this kind of question mark hanging over him. He's been involved in a lot of trade rumors. He's been playing so well this season. He's become like the main chip in trades. For, I don't know, Anthony Davis. Do you think that this diagnosis could hurt his trade value? Well, let's think about the sentiment around Chris Bosh when his health scares happened. People were afraid. Mm -hmm. In this situation, I don't think people are necessarily afraid. I think you get prescribed medicine yep. and hopefully you see how the, you react to it. They follow the clots and everything. But when it comes to Brandon Ingram, if they were in the playoffs... It seems the sentiment is that is it's not necessarily the biggest of deals, right? Yes, yes. And he might have been potentially maybe a week or two a day-to-day -day type of player. I don't think it affects his trade conversations unless we start hearing more and more about his reaction to such medication or the mm -hmm. DV, what do you call it? The thrombosis. DVT? Venice. Yeah, yeah DVT. I'm, I'm not good at that. <laughs> but I will say this is that... That whether he stays in Los Angeles or leaves, Brandon Ingram has what he's done this year has been what we've all sort of waiting for him to do, especially since the All Star break. Like, if you want to trade him, you couldn't have asked him to play better. He's been like you know I mean? twenty and eight or yes, so since All Star over, break, and like LeBron's deferring to him in some possessions and stuff. Like he's he's looked great, and it, it's too bad that this particular diagnosis happened to him. But they haven't come out and said it, but it certainly seems like it's not going to be that big a deal moving forward. I agree, and it's unfortunate because of all the hot mess. The, gar uh, the garbage dumps the fire that the Lakers have been. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate because that storyline has really fell through the cracks. That Brandon Ingram has been playing great basketball as of late. But, yeah. you know, it's just been the summation of the season. Even more so than the headline that just came out from Jeff Van Gundy. Yes, which we will, of course, be discussing later. Now, if Magic Johnson calls your phone and says, what should I do with LeBron James the rest of the season? What do you tell him? Keep LeBron James. Well, not keep him. I mean, how do we, do we play him? Do we put him on minutes restriction? What? How should we handle this? I'm not mad at how they're handling it right now. He, they have him on a 32 minutes per game restriction, and people are like, "Wow, that's it! Like, what if we're trying to compete? He wants to play in the fourth quarter." 
y'all, you still got 32 and 12 and 10 from LeBron yeah, James yeah. in 28 minutes against the Celtics who are playing good basketball. The fact that LeBron James is, is actually opting, hopefully, for that type of treatment, like, let me still play, because he missed 18 games. People say, oh, you have to be worried about this. Well, he missed 18 games in the season. If He was actually poised, uh, posed for, like, a playoff run based on him getting oh, his health were. back. You know, he had he, he missed 20 or so games, so... Play him, keep him on a minutes restriction, let him keep making history. I think he's about to pass. Someone is in his, in assists or steals. Like he just yeah. keeps climbing the career. But let him you know. re, you know, remix the roster for next year. Well, the highlight of the weekend was this from Derek Jones Jr. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. It was an astonishing play here. Bam at a bio throws a terrible alley oop. Was and that then, terrible? Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's my thing about great alley oops. <laughs> oh yeah, that it's, was horrible. I have a theory yeah. that. Great alley oops are really just a function of bad passes. Yes, like a highlight. Like that's a bad pass because you have to do go above and beyond to, to throw to, it down. Yes, exactly. So, do you agree that that great alley oop highlights are really just a function of bad passes? I do agree, but then again, maybe they know that he's the type of reacher that like you he Can wants it outside of the box, not necessarily by the backboard. If you don't touch the rim, is it a dunk? Yeah. No, no, that's a tough one. It's not. It's not, right? Maybe it's he, like, oh, it's a slam. He threw it. Someone, can't, can't someone, he on Twitter, it. someone on Twitter called it a thrunk, which I like. No, 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 but if you put your, it. I think they are. Is he touch, like, if your fingertips graze it, I still touch, count yes. it as a dunk. And but I think I he does think here, he does. right? No. Oh, no, he doesn't. He throws it in like Blake Griffin did, right? Yes. Was yes. Blake Griffin. Dwight arc- Howard did this an entire dunk contest. He did this. Yeah, you're right. The Superman one yes. where he like yeah. literally <laughs> shot it through. Yeah, Blake Griffin did it too. They're the best dunks, though. The non-dunks dunks. are the best dunks. I, I can't do that. <laughs> Shout to them. Maybe in heels I can do it. This is one of our favorite segments. It's time for Soft Move or Boss Move. You know how this works. I'm all for players making the most of their flop opportunities. I'm not a big on flopping, but, like, you understand? It's part of the game. I get it. But, um... Liberty Scotty Taylor took it a little far with this one. So he's getting up off the ground and then watch this airborne, just fully airborne with the, this is off the ground. Now, does he make contact with him? Sure. Is there a little bit of sauce added intentionally? Maybe. But to go full airborne off of this soft move or boss move? Boss move. Oh, I like this. Boss move because I was watching this game because this is a game that you get your ticket punch to the NCAA tournament. Title game. Title game. It's basically Everything, a tournament game. You can do barking dog. You can, Everything goes when it comes to getting a chance to play. I'm here for it. Okay. My little sister, I wish I, I wish I showed you. My little sister might be the best flopper, flopper in the game. Marcus Smart and, and NECA. She's pretty strong. No, I'm talking about my baby sister. Oh. I have two younger sisters. They oh. play at Rice University. Oh, we got more Guadalupe games coming. Yeah, they're top 25 team. Okay. She should be Conference USA, in my opinion, player of the year. She was just first team. That's why I saw it on the break. Flopper of the year for sure. Yeah, let me tell you. So she has tell a you video something? that is next level flopping. This is a soft move. And I'm proud of her. You know this is a soft move. No, it's a boss First of move. all, you know what's a soft move? Refs didn't even call anything. The refs saw that and they're like, get up, dog. <laughs> they're like, no, That's what makes it a soft move. I'm trying if to you get the call, time. it's a boss move. If you don't get the call, <laughs> it's soft a soft move. move. I get you. Next, um, I'm all for celebrating my favorite rappers. You know what I mean? Sometimes musicians are, they can touch you emotionally. They can change your life. They can motivate you. They can really help you through tough times and all of that. But, I want to ask you if you think this is taking it too far. My man has J. Cole's head, his whole head, in his whole head. <laughs> so this this is from Rod the Original, the barber. He does he does he does things like this. So J. Cole's head in your head, soft move or boss move? From the vantage point of the kid. Yes. Soft move. That poor kid has to go to school and explain to people like, yes, it could, it could grow I don't even out. listen to J. Cole. I'm nine years old. <laughs> but yes. for the rest of us. Boss boss, I mean, for the barber, boss, but it's a great piece no, of art. No, for us, if there's going to be an someone, amazing piece of art. someone that's cool to be on the side of your head, there's a short list of people. J. Cole's on there. I have, I have and a, I'm one a follow-up child. question I need to know from the barber is, were those like extension dreads or did he grow his hair out all the way? If and they then were only extension it, dreads. Obviously, my, my concern is that those are not real You're right. Because if you see his hair. His hair doesn't seem very dread Lockian. Yeah, you could have So found, that part makes it a soft move. We could have found a kid that probably have the more authentic hair for that type of stuff. I don't know what you, you can mean. Sell it. I don't know what you mean. Oh, uh, we don't have the same problems. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, I love the kiss cam. Okay, when you're when you're at a game, and you're playing the game. It's a timeout. You know the kiss cam's coming. It's so entertaining. Do you watch it or do you listen to your coaches? Always watch. You have it. to watch the kiss Me? cam. Me, no, fam. I'll be like 
my coach will know. Like we lost today. It's a kiss cam time. Let's not even talk to her about it. She can't talk about. Okay. Well, no one has been waiting for their moment on the kiss cam more than this young Devils fan. Keep an eye on this lady. She notices she's on the jumbotron and then just goes after her man. She's mounting him. She's so excited about this. Getting that passionate over being featured on the Kiss Cam soft move or boss move. Boss move because the best reaction is his reaction. You know right there in front of millions of people if you rocking with her or not. So here's my favorite part of this is he's not watching the Jumbotron. So he doesn't understand what's happening until like a couple seconds into it. First, he's just like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? He's like, oh, okay. We're the Kiss Cam. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I got it. They're good. I like them. Match made yeah, in heaven. I think I think that's definitely. They're good because it could have gone a whole different way. A boss move. Yep. Can I try your full name one more time? You got it. You got it. Chenengua. Joy Nene Agumike. Almost. Chinangia Joy Nena Agumike. I'll get it next time you're here. Closer. The Pacers and the Sixers played. The Pacers still holding on. Much higher than you think they should be in <laughs> the real? Eastern Conference standings. They're still there. <laughs> and the Sixers are climbing, and the Sixers made pretty light work of the Pacers. Joel Embiid returns. He had 33-12, and 12 and he had some great highlights, like that Euro with the left hand finish there. This one, where am I going up? Where am Yo, I going backwards? Nasty. Like He's just doing it to him. He had a great game. It was a very impressive performance from him, especially with this flush finish. He looked like he was back. So here's something I have to be honest about. Are you supposed not, to, I'm on TV, I'm a media guy, like I'm supposed to be a know-it-all. I have no idea who's good in the Eastern Conference. I know there are four teams, and I can see all four teams going to the finals. You Agreed. know which four I'm talking about. Sorry, Indiana Pacers fans. Who are your top four teams in the Eastern Conference and why? I agree with you. I think it's been an arms race. You saw how teams approach the trade deadline. Loaded they got up. better. And a lot of people are saying, we don't know who's going to emerge, but that team that emerges has low-key been through some tests. The East has been like, I'm going to, it's like a Yanla, I'm going to fix your life. Like people come down <laughs> and they go up and now they're having good chemistry. And the, you know, it's yes. been, it's been fun. So don't count out the East. Number one, I got the Bucks because oh. for a long time, they, almost the entire season, they've been number one in the standings in the NBA. Yes. The Raptors started really hot. They started they hot, off. but yeah. the Bucks look like they've been the most consistent team apart from their loss sure. sons. <clears throat> and then the Sixers, because if this team plays to their full potential, they're going to be crazy. And Tobias Harris, with his game, can kind of fold into any Love team. Love Tobias Harris. So we were in the same McDonald's All-American class. I've known him since I was 17 years old. Just a good dude. And when he started playing with Philly, I was like, wow, his game can really just go in seamlessly. Young? Yeah, he's 26. Really? Like yeah. Huh. I feel like he's been in the league forever. He has because these guys go out after, what, yeah. they're 18, 19. Yeah, and exactly. so, like, Anthony Davis, they're like, oh, you're 24 years old. You've been here for 15 dog years. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Exactly. And then I've got the Celtics because if they play to the standard that they have been playing, beating the Warriors, mm -hmm. beating the Kings, beating the Lakers, they're a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. And last but not least, the Raptors because we all know we have a little bit of PTSD from them in their yes. playoff struggles. Yes. So it's like, okay. Hopefully you guys will prove us wrong, and that's what we all want, especially with Kawhi Leonard in the balance. I would love to do the <laughs> new balance. <laughs> oh, I would love to do the media thing and disagree with you and turn this into a debate. But honestly, like that's we're, kind we're of rational people. that's kind of how I have it too. And I don't know. Like I would never. I don't gamble on sports, but I would never gamble on the Eastern Conference results because no. I really don't know what's going to happen. But. I will say this. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be more fun watching the Eastern Conference playoffs than the Western Big Conference. Big facts. The fact that we thought the Celtics would not have home court advantage a few days ago because they're in the fifth position, almost sliding down to the sixth. Now they're yeah. like... Now they're a game away from the third. Thank they're you. a game away from the third spot. It's going to be interesting even happen. for the rest of the season. I know you watch every episode of Jalen Jacoby, yes. ESPN 2 at 2 o'clock, so you know that we celebrate power couples here. So we do have to recognize huge power couple news. J-Lo and A-Rod are engaged. j -Rod. You'll never believe this. The diamond ring is gigantic. Unreal. Quick question for you, though. If you remember, like, four years ago, A-Rod was, he was just sort of like, it seemed like he was going to just go float into obscurity. There was all of the suspensions and the PED accusations and the interviews of money Myers and all of that. <laughs> Turns out he's really good at media, really good at being a baseball analyst, and now he's dating a superstar. How did he turn this around so quickly? He found a woman, a queen that will uplift him, J-Lo. That's I what mean, I did, too. My favorite tweets going around were like, A-Rod found a reason, uh, another real reason to bring another ring back to the Bronx. Oh, there like you that. go. I was oh, like, oh, that's cool. I like I that. I thought it was cute. It makes sense. It I makes like sense. that. Finally, Jeff Van Gundy is one of my favorite people in the world. I've never met this man, but I absolutely love him. And he's been in the headlines today because... 
He was just he was just talking during a Lakers Celtics game. He was just throwing out ideas. He's like, look, they need to revamp this roster, maybe trade for AD, or maybe they should consider trading LeBron James. And the media, as we do, have taken it and run with it like he thinks the Lakers should trade LeBron James. I don't think he really, really thinks that. No. I think that it's a bad position. Like you guys need to evaluate everybody, yes. including LeBron. Not trade away the guy that when he brings your franchise a championship, which I think he will when he gets a free agent. That will make LA explode. Like that's the future generations of Laker fandom to come. So you don't give away LeBron James. Mm. I mean, here's the thing: is like it's never going to happen. And I know how this works. Like he's on an open microphone for two and a half hours. They're just talking about things. <laughs> talking on the like, blowout. It's, it's not like it's not like a topic on TV that he researched for and was like, "Here's what the Lakers need to do." It was just like, "Look, man, it's been a bad year. Everybody's on the they table. Need to, they need to kind of like have an exit interview with themselves and be honest and say." What can we do? What are all of our options? One of which could be trading LeBron James. But like, let's be honest, there's nothing you could ever possibly get in return. Let's be honest. Realistically, for LeBron James, that would be worth it. And they got him for three more years. You'd have to trade everybody and your mom and your cousin, your auntie and everything. If that was AD and everyone on the bench, like think about LeBron James. You got to trade like two squads to get it. Yes, you would have to. I'm sure you saw this story over the weekend. Okay. A woman was at the zoo. Oh, of course I've seen this. And she wanted to take a selfie with a jaguar. <laughs> what is you doing, baby? So what did she do? She went into the she freaking cage. She climbed the fence, went into the environment, <laughs> and tried to take a picture of the jaguar. You'll never believe what the jaguar did. Bitter. Attacked her. Bitter, scratched Catch her. these hands. How and about was, that? Yeah, and then I saw like the <laughs> video. It's It's one of these things where it's like... I've got a negativity inside my heart, inside my soul. And I find it funny when someone is cut open lying on the ground after they just climbed inside of a Jaguar exposure. When you saw the video, did you see the video of her afterwards? I did. And there did was the warning. I was you on, laugh a little bit? I was on Twitter. I didn't laugh. I was just like, girl, you just played yourself. Like, why would you do this to yourself? And then I was actually relieved because it was like, watch out. It's going to be a graphic video. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. No. So I'm like, you could have died. Oh, yeah, for sure. You came off. Actually, there were the Jaguar was nice to it's you. also like anytime she's with a group of people like let's say like you bring her out you introduce her to friends like after two drinks you'll be like you'll never believe what Sarah did back in 2019 I wonder what like was she fully you know Mm. there or was she like Mm. at the zoo having a good time it is is 2019 so as much as we want to make fun of these people we do have to mention that like she could have mental health issues well I'm not even saying that like you could have gone to the zoo just you know with a nice drink in your hand or like you know that sounds more like a a hallucinogenic like a mushrooms or something yeah it definitely does like oh that jaguar's looking me right in the eye I connect with that jaguar or like with some natural things that you find on the ground that's green you know you could have gone there it could be medicinal we've got see I follow a lot of (laughs) nature accounts on on same here to Tarzan. Yes. And, and um, Brother Nature. And then there's one, just one called Nature. There's one called okay. Rome. I follow Wonderlust. Yeah. There's ones about like uh, the ocean and stuff. Like I follow these animal accounts and there's so many videos of like these people that are like best friends with lions and or, stuff. Or like best friends with stingrays yes. and sharks. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's like they're, what? Like, they're so close. <laughs> and I think that these videos might have influenced some of these people. No, there's no nothing. No, so only the real influence is the one that's like not natural. The one that you probably take to feel like yep. you're under the that's influence that will give you the confidence yes. to that's actually. Probably, it's just a, do that. Like, there's no common sense there. Like, in I can't even do this. I don't even want to go there. I don't want to give light to this man. But it's like use your common sense. Yes, I don't know who that is. So good, you shouldn't yeah, because he's canceled. But a lot of the listeners will know. A lot of the listeners will know. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Yeah, I've canceled our Kelly. Well, that's who I'm talking I know about. Because Reggie told me in my ear. Okay. Oh, jeez. Uh, don't yeah. don't bail him out. The memes are good this weekend, though. The memes are the, too good. Are really it's good. like the new crying Jordan. What with the when someone gives you a a, a skip four in Uno or something? No. Oh, like, I, like, this is about to live my life. Yo, when they auto tuned his voice to trapped in the closet, <laughs> I was done. Why internet? You can. Like, just let it be bad. Now we got to make it bad than funny than bad. It is. It is it's. I, I really enjoyed those memes. And the, you know what? I have a saying that everyone's a hero in their own movie. True. Like in this man's head, like he's a hero. He's a superhero. He's a hero, and the world is against him. But like in and everyone like, else's believes head, villain. He really believes it. Now, someone who who did something very similar it wasn't Gail King. Sat down right in front of Robin Roberts, mm. and was like hero in his head. I think even Jussie's got to be like, yeah, I messed that one up. Like, yeah, I don't think he's well, a hero in his head. Yeah. It, no, he probably feels like a hero. Because remember, everyone's a hero in their own movie. So he probably yes. feels like 
He was justified in if allegedly doing those things because of the way he was treated. And he's even said forced there's, him to do that. Yes. yes. And there's even like substance issues there that there might be underlying. But I have to believe that Jesse's probably like, well, this guy stole a lot of headlines. Maybe I can actually go to court and have my day in court. Right. Yeah. But just, like two major mistakes, obviously. But um, the, the latter is canceled. Are you ready to cancel Michael Jackson? Are we going to go there right now? Yeah. Nope. You know, let's go there then. I'm actually, and I've been in a really bad mood because I've been watching. TV. The executives watch the television show. They okay, do not listen good. to the podcast. I've been it's watching. Safe space. Just you know, me and you in here. I, I wanted to be the person that said, I'm not going to watch Leaving Neverland. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the suspense there, like the more you tell yourself that, you're like, the more you go to watch it. And that ish is disturbing. It's I disturbing. I watched the first eight minutes and I was tired. And, I, and my wife was like into it. And I was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I think we all know. We all yeah. know that there are issues Not only all know, around. Like we all kind of knew. Yeah, we all did kind of know. You know, it's like one of those things. Like I had a, I had the uh, off the wall right here in the studio. I had the off the wall record yeah. right there. And, at, and it's wild. It was like, now I'm going to move the off the wall record. Not that that means anything. The Lakers sort of like, took out his, the Michael Jackson's part in their promo, ooh. their pregame promo. Radios are at a crossroads. I don't know. You know, there's been a lot of controversy about can you separate the artist from their music, right? And that type of stuff. And also the fact that, like, this is happening after he's passed away versus R. Kelly is still going to have his day in court. A lot of the rappers we listen to, a lot of the athletes that we love to watch score touchdowns, you know, are not perfect people. Even Lance Stevenson is someone who I celebrate on this program. He's one of my favorites. He's got some incidents in his past that are just disgusting. Yes. You know what I mean? And here I am being like, oh, that was a while ago. You know, it's just like, it's one of those things you have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm singing this Lance thing. It's kind of like a bit we do on the show. I love Lance Stevenson. I know you listen to this. Yeah, of course. Come on now. So it's just like, but it's like, meh. Yeah, he's done some really bad things. Yeah, and I think when you, I think overall, everyone has their own opinions about R. Kelly, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, and anybody that has a public controversy. I think what we've learned is not to put those guys on pedestals. Don't put celebrities, people you don't yes. know, on pedestals because clearly we don't know them, and they probably don't yeah, deserve that. Vincent Van Gogh is a crazy person. Like, does that mean I can't like like his? Well, I didn't paintings? know he's a crazy person. Don't ruin he it for cut me. Cut off his own ear, dude. I mean, but you can cut for off love. your own ear for love. That's fine. He, as long as he's not okay. hurting other people. You come home. And there's you're... a package from a crush. You <laughs> it's open an, it. It's an ear. It's an ear. I'm With moving, like a really nice letter. I'm moving I, I to a different state. Like, I don't know history that well. History's <laughs> one of my blind spots. But I think it was like a really nice letter with the ear to kind of explain her. Like, I know this is gross, but like, well, you know, here's what I'm trying to say it's with It's 2019. This. If that's the way your love language that, is. That's your love language <laughs> That's your love language. Your love At least language. I know you really ride for fine. me. Yeah, that's you ride for me. Yes, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Willing to sacrifice. I also think about a lot. Like, how would you cut off your own ear? I'd probably have someone else do it. Yeah, or like even at least have Mike yeah, Tyson bite it, it off. One, yeah, like it just bite it. Off. It would have to be the left ear. Yeah, it'd be tough. Well, I really hope that that woman who jumped in the jaguar cage. There's a lot of animal attacks this weekend. There are. Did you see the kangaroo. Yes, when the guy the the glider well, came down, okay. it was bop bop bop. Yes. So first of all, I have a theory the kangaroo is going to take over the planet at some point. They're just they're plotting against us. They're they're just they look too confident Australia. when they stand up. They're strong. <laughs> they can box. They can kick. They can use their tails. There's a lot they can do. They're multi. They're like six feet. Yeah, they're big. And so this, if you haven't seen the video, this guy's I believe paragliding. He's basically whatever in a parachute, and he's landing. And upon arrival, he lands like in this concrete thing. looks like a helicopter landing pad or something. <laughs> upon arrival, he gets bum-rushed by kangaroos. Like two of them. And here's what I like about this. Is this is the energy that we need to have when the aliens come. Oh, you're right. You know, they're looking up in the sky. They're like, I don't know what that thing is. It's not a bird, but let's You let's go catch these hairs. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, if I would, you know what I would do? I would run the other direction. Be like, I don't know what that thing is. It's big. It's coming from the sky. I'm out. You know. Not the kangaroos. The more you watch space documentaries, the more you realize... Like, we are not alone. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, I believe in this wholeheartedly. I've seen videos. The New York Times. Like, this isn't like mediatakeout.com. This is the New York Times. Yes. Okay? <laughs> the New York Times published a video of a military pilot in the sky being like, there's an object next to me that is not moving. It is hovering in the sky. It looks like a cube. And and then it's going. And then the winds. He's like, the winds are like 87 miles an hour. And it's just hovering in one spot. Yes. So when you think about how many billions and billions of like galaxies there are out there, you're, oh, it's just a matter of time. It, 
It's just a matter of time. Hey, let's just keep it That's why simple I for the my next. Taxes. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, maybe, like, uh, maybe, maybe I'll have to do my taxes because like we'll get invaded by we'll aliens invaded. and it'll be reprioritized. If, and then yeah, the people, the people at the IRS won't be like stressing, you know, That's me fair. in my let's W2. Let's prepare for that. Let's prepare yeah, for that. Because sometimes I, sometimes I think about those things. <laughs> I'm here Rain. with you, man. The range. Okay. You know this happened in Florida. So let me just start by saying that a woman shot her boyfriend for snoring. <laughs> you know, there's some people that that's a deal breaker. I, <laughs> I never thought told, this extreme. I've been told I snore. I, I've been told I snore by my wife, but like intermittently, like once in a while. And my wife snores once in a while too. But if you're really trying to sleep and you can't sleep and if someone's snoring, it's really annoying. So for me... I've sort of like learned how to mute out a guy snoring, right? But for some of my friends, they struggle and they're like, no, I can't. If the guy snores, I can't do it. I can see that. And if I get it. But love, I, it's I, just like, yo, you sleep in a different room. Like, we'll snuggle, we'll hang out. Or like, you, know, you straight we'll up take TV. him to the doctor and yeah. we're like, oh, we won't yeah. get this surgery and fix yeah, this there's, joint. There's things. It there's, seems really invasive, though. I saw, I saw one, one thing. It was like, it's like this, it's kind of like a retainer, but like keeps your mouth yes, open or something. It's like yes. it's a lot. Like, I'd be like, that doesn't look comfortable. My strategy for a dude is like literally hit him and yeah. like reposition and then yes. try to knock out really quick. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, like, oh, I we all know thought, that move. But, the stick and move. Yeah. yeah but yeah. in my head, I never, I thought the last recourse would be surgery, doctor, stuff like that. Not, not gun violence. <laughs> not, not gun violence. No. Like, that's, I mean, I don't think. I don't think this person's of, of it's kinda like the person who went to the, the, the Jaguar cage. It's like you're you're clearly not making sound decisions. Well, I was just in Florida and when I went to Florida, it was so funny. You know how people are like, Oh, safe flight, safe trip. People are like, Hey, be careful, you're going to Florida. Florida. <laughs> well, Florida. I'm like, dang, this is real, huh? It's, no, I've had a lot of great times in Florida. There's a lot of great people in Florida. But there's also some crazy stories yes, like there the guy is. riding the bike was it backwards with oh, no yes. pants on. Yeah, no shirt, no pants on the highway though. <laughs> I mean there's there's a lot about him that I really enjoyed. One was like I can't ride. I ride a bike all the time. I ride my bike to work. I'm a big bike guy. I've never even tried to ride a bike backwards while sitting on the handlebars. But like, on what the would highway? Put th- exactly. What would put that thought in your mind? Probably it's like some guy in Florida. Steve, what are you going to do today? Well, I think I'm going to put on some neon pink hot pants, neon pink shoes, jump on my bike topless, and ride around on the highway backwards. Ride it was 95, too. He's riding around in Gambit. Gambit. Big shout to 2 chains. <laughs> Two Chains was on the show last week. He was giving commentary of Amin and I discussing him gifting uh, LeBron James. I was going to say, is that like an ultimate display of affection? Giving a chain to someone else? I you think know your name is, is that Two Chains. You're associated with chains. But he was wearing about like 15 chains at the time. Yeah, it was a lot of chains. So when I see someone who wears that much jewelry, the first thing I think about is like their morning routine. Yeah, it's a process. You got to get up, get dressed. And like, Because if I had like a bracelet... It's got to be hard to do the clasp because your hand, only one hand is available to you. <laughs> and he's got six of those. Yes. And even just doing the clasp on your neck is hard. I don't he's wear a lot of jewelry. He's not people for that. He's no, probably, his no, no, wife. No. no. His kids. No. you got to have someone that helps you there. Yeah. Maybe Maybe kids. someone that helps I know. in the house. I'm, if I'm asking my wife to do that, there's only one word coming well, out of my mouth. Well, that comes no. when you no. sign the marriage license it says that to in, marry in two chains. And, in you, it's, and, and you better you do it all lock the up my chains yes, for yes, me. Yes, every day. <laughs> Good for him. You can tell it when he took it off. He was excited about hey, it. Hey, two chains, can I get one? Can I hold one? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But he gave uh, he gave commentary on Amin and I talking about it. it. Made me feel like, wow, man, people really. Watch well, you big time, Jacoby. You big time. I'm not big time. You're big time. You're traveling everywhere. Hey. Say your full name again. Chinengia joy nena ogwomike. Chinengia joy nena ogwomike. Chinengia joy nena ogwomike. Chinengia joy nena ogwomike. Dowling, crazy. Dowling. Yeah. Oh. Why you got that look on your face? That's very. Why you got that look on your face? That's very Downton Abbey. It's my mom's maiden name. Oh really? I never watched Downton Where's Abbey. Where's she from? Um, Nebraska. Okay. Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, Dowling. You know, see, I think a lot of people think when you say where's she from, you want, you, what you really mean is what's her ethnicity. That's what you really mean. <laughs> but I'm saying it the yeah. polite That's way. That's what you really mean. Where's she from? Yeah, yeah. Where's she from? She's from Nebraska. Hey, what are her roots like? Nebraskan. She's Nebraskan. <laughs> She's Nebraskan. She's native Nebraskan. There you go. Yes. Okay, Dowling. Yeah. David Dowling Jacoby. David Dowling Jacoby. DDJ. A lot of people don't know that my name is David. Really? Like a lot of people just think my name is Jacoby. Like it's my first name. That's true. A lot of people. You have think a that. strong like I, one name type. Well, I guess I do too. Chine. A lot of people go with that. Chine, yeah. You don't need a second name. You're right. That, or third thing, or fourth. Do you know what people don't give it get enough credit for? LeBron. 
strong. It's like I don't know any other LeBrons. There's I've none. never heard of LeBron before. No. It's it's kind of Jalen-ish and Shaquille-ish. I was about to say Jalen still apparently is he the first Jalen? He argues that he's the first Jalen. No, he on is. Earth. Okay, we've we've looked this up, and it, he is. No, he's not technically the first Jalen. Like there's some Jalens in like in in like there's some Jalens in like the 1500s. We found it's it biblical. before, but it's like again, like he always says this. It's not who was first to do it, who popularized it. And he clearly, I think, all of the Jalens that you see in professional athletics are because of Jalen Rose. Yeah, they're fat not five because babies. of like some like Italian yeah, guy named Jalen. You're 1645. Right. That's fair. But I want to thank you so much for coming by. Where can people follow you on social media? Where can they find you on TV? At C-H-I-N-E-Y 321. 321 means my birthday, March 21st. So, Shout Shanae out. 321. Shanae 321. When's your birthday? Coming up. Yes. Coming up. I know. What are we doing? Your girl's turning 27. I can't believe it. I'm getting up there. You can do a real party? I don't ever do real parties. I'm a buzz. They have me working out here. You know this. Yeah. But, but have a but nice I'm gonna do meal. Something. Have a nice meal. Hey, throw me some ideas what I should do have for my birthday. Have an extra cocktail. Do something. You know, I do on my birthday. It's my favorite day of the year. What do you do? I rent a basketball court and have all my friends come and play pickup basketball for three hours. Really? That's your birthday dream? Oh, no. Then we get hammered after. Oh, okay. I was about to say, there has to be yeah. like a Oh, death. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go somewhere. And yeah, death. but playing basketball with my friends is my favorite thing to do in the world. And if you're in town... No, I'm not coming. Not my birthday, fam. Sorry. No, not, it, but, not, okay. We don't have the same birthday. What do you think? You think I would have? I wouldn't have mentioned something if we had the exact same birthday. You're right. And then first of all, she's like, "I'm not doing it for my birthday." She's like, "Oh, not my birthday, fam." <laughs> you just hurt my feelings. You know I'll what? Come your, I'll come through in hoop and heels. It's That's time what to end this podcast. I'll bring my heels, I'm not I'm my stilettos. Now. I'm trying to beat you. Big shout, Shneg Wumake. Anytime. Shenengwa Joy Nana Wumake. So close. close. Shenengwa Joy Nana Wumake. That. And shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can in say touch that one with his Nigerian roots. I yeah, see get you. there, Giannis. Um, we'll be back. We have a couple days, but we're preempted on TV, so we will be back strong on Thursday with Jalen. So we'll be back Thursday. Why is that, Kara? We're done. We're not done. We're not done. my little guys. I love him. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously.